Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Zinnerer. Thank you very much. Mary, my fiance just said you're looking hot, so we're going to have to meet outside after the show. Um, I have one poem to do tonight, which means it's a pretty long poem. It's a little bit over 15 minutes. Um, for those of you who don't know me, because I think there are some of you, I got engaged. Does this come out? I got engaged. I accepted the proposal of that beautiful man over there in February. It's been a big year for me. And while I was complicit in planning the events, um, I found myself really struggling with what it meant to be engaged. Um, so this poem is my effort to work through that. And he's heard it before, and he's already forgiven me. Can you hear me? Is that all right? You can kind of. How's, all right, he's going to fix it. Um, and I just want to cite one of my sources. This is good. Uh, I steal from a lot of people, but I do steal from Walter J. Ong's Orality and Literacy, a fantastic book in which Ong traces the Western cultural shift from orality to literacy. And the part that I quote is on page 81 of my edition. He says of writing that it's the reduction of dynamic sound to quiescent space, the separation of the word from the living present. And um, that's significant because, hi, Chris. That's significant because um, it's a great book and it informs a lot of what I do here particularly with contact and contract. So, this is Between Rings. Three West Street, second floor. Two bedroom, one bath, 600 a month. Radiators in every room. From their caverns drop spontaneously flakes of wallpaper, Barbie accessories, bumblebees. Summers in the storage room behind the kitchen with the windows open, you can get a contact high any night of the week. This wasn't in the listing. Quiet neighborhood hardly echoes its between of student and residential ghettos. Shopping carts rattle across the pavement before workers pass, regular as the tides. Teens claim the turf after sunset with their bikes and basketballs. Quitting time at KC's over a few beers, the men offer the R-rated version of local politics and the history of the drug trade transplants. Now, the councilman says, you can hear a cockroach piss on South Swan. The outside's not much, but Debbie says it's better to live across from a beautiful home than in one, and we're lucky, facing two churches. After two years, the landlord starts talking about signing a lease. For his protection and ours, he says, it's best to get this in writing. It's what people do. Writing, according to Ong. The reduction of dynamic sound to quiescent space. The separation of the word from the living present. The stone slips to the pinky, scrapes the flesh, the contract, disembodied. Contract and contact, the accordion of R, jaw closing around the consonant, the present plural of to be. We are in the contact, our skins, the most intimate of impossible distances, Glasses clinking over toast with the cyclists, Barry having proudly confirmed his new sensitivity to female necessities. One thing about shaving your legs, walking in the woods sucks. Can't feel the bugs until it's too late. That, and the men in pickups yelling bitch and swerving too close. The contusions on Kim's neck. If marriage had made them one, Pete's hands couldn't have done that. 
contact, the letters to the inmate, the phone calls to the free man, no email for the vagrant line cook. Contact, the enabler of current, the artificial lens defining the lines that grace her face, a history of beauty, the apparent touching of celestial bodies, mostly your skin, loving you as a contact sport. The card stuffed into our mailbox, every one boasting the proper spelling of our carefully printed names to celebrate the public promise of a future contract. Contract, the excorporeal and binding record. This that I am, that I offer, is not enough. Sign the name, the ink surpassing the flesh that placed it. Wear the sign always and ever on the body. Contract, the difference, contract, the legislation of the social fabric and the particular's response, the mimosa pudica collapsing against rain, her daughter's fingertips, your limbs from my hands and feet against all laws of science colder than room temp, the flashes of pain, moments mothers are permitted only in these moments to scream against birth, children's delicate frames all along the New Jersey shoreline from the still cold times of June. Contract AIDS, elephantitis, bigotry, the sap on our palms, dirt-encrusted evidence we had climbed the neighbor's tree against her orders. We carried the marks to church and Sunday school. Guilt and fear, transposable memories. Purple outlines of skirted girls, all ponytails and ribbons chalked on the downtown sidewalks. The United States is the only country to have ever used the atomic bomb as a weapon. And twice. She wakes, bones shaking, unsynchronized with her quickened pulse beats, flesh hugging the shrapnel, the dissonance of distances, homeland or land of war. She's tired of struggling the difference. Outside, flocks of crows make shadow of form against the darkening sky. Above the school girls and boys running to press their candied palms to the glass at the Museum of Natural History, the plaque. The American people are indebted for these lifelike groups of South Asiatic mammals to Mr. Arthur S. Vernay and the Lieutenant Colonel J.C. Fonthorpe for the collection and donation, nowhere for the expedition and execution. From these taxidermied particulars to the display of the cosmic redshift, contextualized for the lay people by Maya Angelou's disembodied and distinguished voice. Who could not feel awe and gratitude? Excepting the unfortunate souls who walk clockwise around the Hayden sphere and are thus simply stupefied. Excepting the MFA student whose recent entry into Adorno and Bourdieu and own precarious positioning as a painter among artists kept her asking, though she knew, why there were no citations for those who had painted the mammal's natural habitats. The citation, the banality of coded ethics, author, last name first, period, title period, city, colon, press, comma, year period, as if the encounter were immaterial to the words, the pages smelled like ramen noodles, period, the orange book, comma, the thinner one, period, opened on my lap 15 feet from her exposed white thong, period, the black book, period, 
notations in pen and pencil and dozens of hands woven around the print open parenthesis would this ring feel so heavy now if the book had been checked out when I ran my finger along the spine searching HQ 759 of woman born the diamond confesses me P-I-T property in transition my naked hand had disguised me a free agent In time, our almost matching bands will sign us something like equals. P.I.T., I confess to sometimes feeling anger at mother's joy. Could she mistake her friend for her husband's property, a token offering to tradition, the social fabric, that great unifying spirit, a wise one? In the sound healing workshop, the sound healing workshop, I had thought my secret safe, having sensed no original pulse in the vowels echoing through the Skidmore Chapel, until Victoria chose me to sit in the circle center to hear from the 21st century women opening their corporeal vessels to hear ancient Mother Earth herself. I opened and waited from the voices, the sound... And returned to the outer rim, Victoria and I smiling our secret as the women laughed their victory. And then we sang over and over. Oh, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, ho. Almost all American mutt, bested by two adopted brothers whose ignorance of lineage was not merely a lack of casual inquiry, our blood mapped horizontally along the fireplace. Oh, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, ho. Double up always on the birth control, heretically heedless of the human race beyond the walls we neither add to nor subtract from. Let them carry the burden of a thread woven of time, African Eve, mitochondria, cells, bone, blood, skin, skin, the skin without which my body would not know you, or it's the intellect outsmarts the physical drive, mind games with Mother Nature, thanks, but no thanks, the buck stops here, and years later the song pours from me through the open moonroof. Oh, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, ho. Wanting to hit the notes right, wanting the visions to forsake them, 88 miles an hour southbound on the north way, no cop, no ancestor, no child with whom to feign love and purpose. Oh, hey, Allah, hey, Allah, ho. Lemmings. That's as carefully crafted a fiction as red and blue. Still, the metaphor comes to mind and the pigeons outside the repair shop in Latham. The chicken wire hung beneath the roof's ledge, a co-worker explained, to keep them away. Eleven bodies caught in various stages of decomposition, six wings beating furiously against metal, the gray tufts swirling around us. That summer, you and I danced at a reception as though comfortable, while you explained, it's not safe in the peloton, wheels and pedals inches apart, and the pavement, like people, can't be trusted. Worse, to slip away. Be unhooked, you said, and burrow into the wind alone. The bodies without contact. Walking to a poetry reading, to hear, to touch and touch and touch the world, I passed a black child chasing two white joggers, the male of whom had imagined himself courteous, kicking the ball back across the walkway in Washington Park to where a group of black children laughed beside a playground full of black children and their mothers, one careful grassy lot to the east full of white men and women. The black child took up the ball and ran after the white joggers, the shorter among them twice his height, swearing revenge. Who kicked my ball? Waving a fist. I'm not kidding. Who kicked my ball? 
I arrived at the reading in need of contact, the most intimate of impossible distances, the communicative gesture that is always love and its refusal, that opening. And not that masturbation is in all instances a bad thing. And it would be intriguing to, through a series of experimental public performances, test the limits of art and lewd conduct, though adamant that at times the shades are not gray. But that genius's display of a former conversation with the self before fellow geniuses, it would have been merely embarrassing to witness something so pathetic if it weren't for the urgency of understanding what contracts had been broken and kept. In the boy's anger... In the joggers blushing and quickening their pace, not because they were afraid of a beautiful child with long lashes. And my walking on as if it were really necessary to arrive at a poetry reading on time. The bodies without contact, the contract without bodies, are not. Our bodies, love. Mine and yours. But it is I alone who am incessantly reduced to the sign. Strangers notice in grocery stores, at the library, Wendy's, acquaintances chastise. Were you going to tell me? The threat is always imminent. One will take my hand for closer inspection. I submit to laws as if I had always known them, apply lotion regularly, file the nails, soak the ring two minutes in the green fluid, scrub the crusted lotion from the setting. Within weeks, I owned a purse. Avoid paper cuts, wrestling with the cat. Wash the ink stains from the hands, the blacks and blues once proud evidence of the mind and body's collaborations, the soap stripping again the moisture. Meticulous care for the disembodied promise which, however minute, bars the contact of a portion of our skin forever. Diamonds are forever. I will love you always. I will mean the words, the words through which your priest makes of me a vessel for your heritage. I will mean them. I swear also with my mouth and body to the betweens, the openings, we are. Whereas one cannot go forth from home without a home from which to go forth whereas one cannot leap from a cliff without the rock and its edge, whereas the one who brings you a cup of coffee when you teeter at the brink of the living present and the taxidermied archive confirms the relative worthlessness of precious metal and stone, I promise the skin against which you feel your own to stand at the shoreline never once calling you back, though you swim further and further, and for a moment to turn away to open the door and close it behind you. Let you carry your own bags. Let your destination be mysterious. To press my forehead to yours when you return. Allow the distances between us to be our home. The gift of moving almost alone, unafraid. Promise me all this. And I will let you keep your name. Thank you very much.